Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you have that lingering thought of, should I reach out to my ex? What do you do? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my boyfriend said that it would be better if I left. Okay, so we moved in together, and when I got to his place, it looked like crap. Like there was rubbish everywhere and even rotting food. So I cleaned as much as I could, making sure to keep items that I didn't know were trash or not. I left it outside of his place as the bins were full. I kept it out because the smell of the place was really bad. He came back and told me that what I did was wrong, that he felt that his safe space was no longer safe and that he was hurt. We talked about it and came to the conclusion that we just prefer and live in different environments. I had asked him if he wanted me to leave and he said yes. I also asked if he thought that maybe just staying in the one place, but doing our own thing would be okay, and he agreed. I move out in a week and I'm not talking to him and doing my own thing. I understand that it was wrong of me to take away his safe space without talking to him, but the fact that he agreed when I'd asked if he wanted me to leave hurt. We don't really text and he sleeps on the bed and I on the couch. Without seeing the living situation, you kind of have to judge this from a distance. Ultimately, if something is legitimately dirty and stinking, it needs to be cleaned up. But I suppose it would be pretty jarring if somebody comes and rearranges a bunch of stuff or tosses things without ever having mentioned it ahead of time. But also you're moving in, so it's kind of a shared space now. I don't know, it doesn't seem like he can even actually compromise very well on sharing a living space. So maybe this reaction serves as kind of just a good revelation of how he truly is? I don't know. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, just found out that my, 26-year-old female, Boyfriend, 27-year-old male, is yet another desperate guy in IG models DMs, and I'm mortified. Learned that just over a month ago, he, 27-year-old male, asked me, 26-year-old female, to charge his phone while he was having a shower. So, out of habit, I grabbed his phone and started to close every app that was running in the background before plugging in. And for the record, we were always open to use each other's phones type of couple and I saw a very friendly message translated to our language from French on Translate, got suspicious, and checked his translation history. You are the most beautiful thing ever created. Pure elegance. I feel charmed by seeing you with your killing grace even on a simple screen. I feel fascinated every time I see you. Every time I see you, I feel like I want to cry because of your unique, purest existence. Now, I certainly did not receive those messages which were translated to Russian, so I confronted him in tears. Turns out those were for a Russian model. In our relationship of two years, I've never received any compliments from him, despite me begging him to at least lie to make me feel better. The funniest thing is that he actually approached me in the first place because he thought I was too pretty. Now here we are. I mailed the Russian model to see if he's telling me the truth about him only messaging once and asked for screenshots. She gracefully agreed and helped me by sending them. Nope. He messaged her multiple times. So yeah, he was just another desperate guy in a stunning model's DMs that will never be seen. 
Part of me thinks that this is a non-issue, but another part of me aches for the girl that cried for the past two years for a single genuine compliment. He definitely changed his behavior after the situation, but I cannot stop thinking about those messages. Was I not worthy enough? How can I move past this? I can't seem to get over them or look at him without an underlying disgust. I mean, I'd be willing to bet most people in this situation would not be able to get past it or overlook it. Honestly, to me, it sounds like OP's trying their best to cope with it when they're really not okay with it at all. Is it cheating cheating? Maybe not, but it's at least approaching, if not already is, some level of emotional cheating. I think especially when you have a physical relationship and they're going around doing this kind of nonsense, personally, I don't think I'd be able to get over it. Do you guys think most people would? This next story is, I feel like a mother to my boyfriend. I, a 18-year-old female, am dating a 25-year-old male, and I feel like I'm mommying him and have been for the past four months. We've been dating for six months and living together for three months, and since we've been living together, he has yet to help financially. When we first got together, my boyfriend worked really hard and would take me along with him, so I got to see the process of his job. My boyfriend was very supportive and helpful in the beginning and would always pay for things. We went on lots of dates and everything was lively and fun. However, when we first met, he was in and out of living situations. He had recently gotten out of a relationship with his previous girlfriend around two months prior and was losing his apartment due to the lack of money not coming from her portion of the rent. So we spent a lot of time together trying to find places to sleep, whether it be at my dad's house, where I originally lived, his mom's, or even in the back of his car. Wherever it was, we were together. After a few months of searching, we finally got approved for an apartment together and moved in. However, about a week after we got into our place, he was suspended from his job. He had received a warrant for his arrest after already being employed, so he wasn't able to take a job immediately. So for the past three months, I've been covering rent by myself. I've been working two jobs and pushing myself through countless sleepless nights just to afford it. He's cleared up his warrant as of three weeks ago as of typing this, yet he's still unemployed. I'm worried I'm not going to be able to afford this month's rent by myself. What should I do? Is this relationship worth trying to fix? How do I try and convince him to finally work? If he's not making an honest effort to try and get some kind of job, I think I would make it clear that the relationship is very quickly on the line. Let alone the fact that OP is 18 years old, is currently 18 years old and has been in a 6 month relationship with a 25 year old, I try not to judge but I think there's probably going to be a lot of commentary on how OP and their boyfriend already should be in much different places. It's weird how OP's almost like the one that's doing what the 25 year old should do and vice versa. Our next story is, I, 29 year old female, wish my boyfriend, 30 year old male, would call me pretty sometimes. Okay, this is going to sound ridiculous and petty, but my looks are something I'm very self-conscious about. I can probably count on one hand the amount of times my boyfriend has complimented how I look. We're long distance at the moment, so send updates regularly, including photos. When he sends me photos of him, I always compliment how he looks. I don't make it the main focus if he's trying to show something else, for example, standing with a statue, but I will put in a little handsome or you look good when i send selfies he often just ignores them or continues on the conversation i had a mini holiday earlier this week and while sending him photos of the trip i included three selfies 
Not one comment on any of them. I even at one point asked what he thought of the selfies. No reply to that. I hate feeling so self-conscious about this, and I know part of this is something I have to work on with myself. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I just don't want to seem like I'm nagging or desperate, but sometimes I just wish he would call me pretty. I would be willing to believe it's easy enough to maybe just slip your mind or get comfortable enough not saying affirming things. But when you actually bring up to them, hey, what do you think of the selfies? And they do not get it. To me, it feels like it's expressing a pretty clear lack of interest. Maybe it's just not his love language. You know, maybe he's just not the kind of person that maybe he feels comfortable writing it and putting it in text. I think I would try to address it a little bit more head on and just kind of talk about how you're feeling a real lack of affection coming from them. That you don't want it to be forced, but it almost hurts how little engagement there is. I mean, part of a relationship is you want to feel wanted, right? Our next story is my 26-year-old male, girlfriend 25-year-old female, is joining the military. I'm distraught. Need advice? My girlfriend of 6 years got accepted into the military recently. I feel left behind and meaningless. She claims it's something she wanted to do since she was little, but I never knew about it until a year ago. She wants to stay together while she does a 3-year contract and get married when she's finished, but I'm not sure if I can handle 3 years apart like that. I trust her to stay faithful, but I have bad, intrusive thoughts that will drive me crazy. I'm gonna be so worried about her. 
I want to marry this girl. She's perfect for me, but this is such a hurdle to get over. Bless them for being willing to go through something like that. I can't imagine for most people that choosing to serve in the military for years on end is ever going to be an easy choice. That said, I think it's legitimately fair that if a partner is going into the military and they're going to be gone for three years, that it would be a deal breaker for you. I have a lot of respect for people who do go through that, but man, putting a relationship on pause for three trips around the sun, I don't know how well I'd be able to cope with that. I would reckon that if you're having cold feet, it would probably be for the best to just end things now rather than try and force yourself to stick through it and a year and a half in or even sooner having it turn into a bigger issue. Our next story is I, 28 year old male, messed up and told my 28 year old female girlfriend's family some information. It blew up and she's upset with me. Should I try contacting her? So this is a long story. I, 28-year-old male, met this girl, 28-year-old female, at a job we worked together. We became really good friends and really hit it off. Her sister also worked with us and we were all pretty tight. Her situation is a little precarious. She has children with an ex-husband and a child with an ex-partner. She has custody of the first two, but nothing with her last child. Her ex is pretty hard to deal with. He's volatile and has a history of substance abuse. He's also super controlling and has definitely done a number on her. A ton has happened with that over the last four months that I won't get into, but basically the current situation is that we started dating, then decided to wait on account of there being no custody arrangement, and her ex's tactic when she doesn't do what he wants is to take her child. This has happened several times and she's very protective of her kids. A month ago, she decided enough was enough. She doesn't have much money at all, so I loaned her several thousand dollars for a custody lawyer. We got someone hired, and the lawyer seemed pretty confident she could win. Long story short, a series of setbacks led to her being unemployed for a month and essentially running out of money. A job she had lined up turned her away, and her lawyer all of a sudden told her to drop everything, or risk losing not just this one child but the other two as well. Her ex apparently knows this is the case and gave her an ultimatum. Move in with him and marry him, or he files paperwork and she loses her kids. Not seeing any way out and being scared, she agreed. She told me we could still be friends, but that she wouldn't do anything to risk losing her children. That leads us to two days ago. She has told me about and I've seen some pretty dysfunctional behavior in her family, whom I felt I really got along with. They think she's this huge screw-up, but because I'm such good friends with her sisters and we got along, I decided to call and tell her that they really needed to pull together to help her out of an impossible situation. Her sister indicated that my friend had already told their mom and she was aware of the situation, but that they would rally together to find a solution. I talked to my friend the next day and told her I can't let her go and that I'll find any solution I can, and she indicated she was still looking for a way out. I was pretty hopeful until she asked if I'd spoken to her sister. She then sent me a long message explaining that she told her mom about some plans her and I had for a relaxing spa day and her mom flipped said that she was just sleeping around with me and her ex. She left and her dad found her and started yelling at her in public and saying that she took the money from me in exchange for sex. The most we've done is some flirting and hugs, no kissing or anything else. She told me about how bad her family is and that she knows I was trying to help but really made this way more difficult. Her dad is apparently demanding to talk to me and her lawyer and take over everything. She also said in the moment she was so scared of him that she just agreed with what he was saying, so now he thinks I'm in it for sex. 
I haven't heard from him, but I don't really care what he says. I really care about her and her kids and I want what's best for them. I feel so guilty about this and I'm terrified that now I lost her as a friend too. I told her how sorry I was and I would leave her alone until she was ready. She said it was fine and she needs to sort it out on her own. I don't know what to do. How long should I wait before trying to contact her or if I should at all? I don't know if she's done with me over this and I'm terrified of that because I really love her and her kids and we had so much planned out. I need closure to know if I should stay or leave but I don't know what to do here and I'm a huge mess. Honestly, this just might be a situation where OP needs to kind of just ignore it, stay out of it, not let their drama and their issues be involved in your life and not let yourself get caught up in that any more than you already are. If something rekindles or she reaches out afterwards, that's awesome, but it's probably for the best if OP doesn't continue to meddle in it. This next story is, I, male 29, found another person's clothes in my girlfriend's, female 27, laundry. I, male 29, went out of town, out of service on a camping trip with my friends a few weeks ago. I came back in the next weekend to my girlfriend's, female 27, apartment on a Saturday. The next morning we go work out and she offers to throw in my workout clothes with the load she's about to run. I give her a workout shirt, shorts, compression shorts, and white socks. My girlfriend is meticulously clean, never anything on the floors or surfaces, runs the dishwasher multiple times a week, laundry at least every week, bed made, nothing on the ground. Later, she folds the laundry, and I go into her room and see mine placed next to my bag on the ground. I see a rolled up pair of black socks, which I immediately know is strange. I know I didn't bring any over, and wouldn't wear black socks with the workout shoes I brought. I unroll them and know immediately that they aren't mine. While a common male style, I know they're not mine. I walk to her in the bathroom and ask if they're hers and she says they aren't. And I say, well, they're not mine and put them on her bed. At first, I didn't think a ton of it, but it started to gnaw at me. We were driving to dinner later and I'm being quiet and she asks if everything's alright and I say how this story isn't making sense. How it would be one thing if they were in a drawer or even maybe under the bed. But a load of laundry was done and a folded up pair of socks I don't own was put next to my other clean clothes. She then tried to say maybe it was my roommates who I was on the camping trip with, that maybe our clothes got mixed and they got into my backpack. I later showed my roommate the socks and he said they definitely weren't his. I told her how I took a separate backpack camping. I also washed all my clothes when I got home and definitely didn't pack them. She then tried to say maybe she was organizing her shoes and found them pushed to the bottom of a pair of shoes and she threw them in the laundry. She is very intelligent, so I think she would know for sure if that happened or not. She even tried them on and tried to say how maybe they could be hers. Although she's never worn that style and they clearly are not her size, she said they didn't seem like they'd even been washed, so she doesn't even think they were in the laundry at all. Basically, it seemed to me that she was just trying to throw random scenarios at the wall to see if something stuck. This has been driving me nuts for weeks. She's already done some things to make me question if she's really into this relationship. She's made it very clear she wants kids pretty soon, and to be a stay-at-home mom and is ready to be done working. That wasn't much to think about, until she then said she wanted to get drinks with a guy she used to sleep with, that she had a situationship with, and with her own words was a jerk and treated her badly, essentially was asking my permission. 
We got in a major fight about it and she didn't end up going. Well, maybe. But the fact that she wanted to go at all made me sick. She makes me feel like I'm just the safe option and some sort of golden ticket for her to have kids and not have to work, but still wants to feel wanted. So I'm on here to try to get some validation and advice on how to proceed because I don't know if I can dismiss evidence like this. That night, she looked me in the eye and said, Well, I know I can go to bed with a clear conscience, but this story just doesn't make any sense. Thanks. I mean, OP kind of said it themselves. If it's not their socks, there's no reasonable alibi for how those socks would have ended up in there. They had to come from somewhere. Socks do get lost sometimes. It's entirely possible that it just somehow, through the course of life, ended up there. I just think it's pretty clear OP's not going to be able to accept any excuse or theory onto how they ended up there. The girlfriend clearly isn't going to accept any kind of responsibility, so it comes down to can OP look past this in combination with the rest of the relationship. I mean, beyond the socks, is the relationship good? Is what she gives OP worth it to OP? Does OP have the same goals as her, where she becomes a stay-at-home mom, they have kids pretty quickly, etc.? Our next story is, should I, 22-year-old female, wait to break up with my boyfriend, 22-year-old male? Basically, my title. We've been together for two years and it's been wonderful. However, about two weeks ago, I got some information about him that changed things, slash my perception of him, and I can't get over it. Timing has been terrible, we just moved into a new apartment together last Monday, and he started his first adult job post-college today. I feel extremely trapped. I don't want to jeopardize his performance at his new job by breaking up with him right now. Figuring out living situations so soon after signing a new lease is a big problem as well. Should I just wait a few months to break up with him so everything has time to settle down a bit? I'm not sure how well I'll be able to do this though. The stress from this situation has caused me to fall behind on my schoolwork and put me into a depressive state. Thanks for the advice in advance. I just think in a situation where you're done with this relationship and it's especially dragging you down, you cannot be putting the other person's concerns or how they might feel or be affected by the breakup on a pedestal and allow yourself to keep on slipping just to make it easier on them. If you know you're done with this relationship, You've got to just prioritize yourself, break it off, and focus on building things back up for you. Once that relationship is broken up, does it matter how much easier it may have been on them? Once you're done, you're done and you're moving on, right? Whether they sink or swim, once you're broken up, that's not your actual concern. Our next story is, my newish friends became cold after I started feeling left out and mentioned it. I, 27-year-old female, somewhat became friends with my coworkers, 26-year-old female, 23-year-old female, and 23-year-old female, after we started going out after work, having weekend trips together, and so on. We met three or four months ago when starting our contract in the same company, but I noticed the three of them, were a group of four, were way closer than I expected. Two of them are best friends from before, so it makes a lot of sense and doesn't bother me, but they met the third one at the same time they met me. At first, I was completely oblivious to this because they invited me out and everything was fun and nice. Then we went on a trip together for a full weekend and I discovered they booked a room together. I booked a room alone, not knowing they would do it together, and that they had way more outings than I was aware of as they started talking about it in front of me. For the rest of the weekend, they kind of always interacted between them, only asking time to time if I was alright, 
which I always said I was, lying a little bit. Now, it happens when you click more with a person than with the other. We have very different hobbies and while I adapt very easily, I'm also quite shy and less outgoing than they are. I'm never close-minded to anything and went everywhere they invited me though, and always had fun until this trip. This isn't the issue. The issue is when I started feeling really left out hanging out with them for two whole days instead of an evening here and there. I opened up to one of them about it, telling her I felt like they had good chemistry and I didn't really feel like I belonged there. She said she was very confused about it and that she didn't understand why I felt that way. Then proceeded to go back on the couch with the two others, cuddling and stuff girlfriends can do, while I was the only one sitting in a chair in front of them. How can she not understand it? Anyway, we came back from the trip yesterday, and today after work, I messaged her to apologize about having this conversation with her on the way back. That, despite me feeling a bit left out, I really enjoy our outings and I hope we can have more. She just answered, Hi, thank you for the message, Good night. see you tomorrow, equals, at work. It really made my heart sink. I'm aware I care way too much about those super new friendships. But it is often the same with people I get attached to, and I end up not having many friends at all despite being 27. I'm very anxious and always feel like I'm boring or annoying, and I understand it can be heavy on other people, but it's not like I've been insistent with it. I just mentioned feeling left out once. Now I feel like we'll end up being simple co-workers and they'll probably dislike having me around. Since my long time, 10 plus years, friendships ended in a complete abrupt way, unrelated to this issue, It's been hard for me not to worry about losing friends, let alone making friends at all, and I told them about it one evening when we shared our personal lives a little bit. And as you can see, I did it again. Why is she so cold or upset about me opening up when they always praise being honest and talk about things when needed? I didn't do anything else that could have upset her. I'm very confused. I mean, I think it's possible that they just don't really see this as being a big deal like OP does. Admittedly, I think I'm kind of guilty of a lot of similar behaviors as OP. I love doing things with friends. I don't often get asked to do things. And I'm super self-conscious about having an idea of something that I want to do and reaching out to somebody, asking them multiple times over the course of like a few weeks if they want to do this. I'm always afraid they're going to end up thinking I'm annoying or just not be interested in me or whatever the activity is when really I do think it's just kind of me overthinking things. And also, this relationship is still newish. Maybe they don't feel like they've been friends with you long enough or clicked with you enough for any of the stuff OP's mentioning to even think about being a problem. Overall, I think you actually risk hurting the friendship more being so worrisome about it. I think if OP's feeling left out, they should really just try their best to put themselves out there. Our next story is, do I, male 26, reach out to my ex, female 31? I'll try to cut everything down here to summarize a year. I work with my ex. Last year, my ex dumped me, October 2022. We continued speaking until January of this year when she started dating someone else. We then went no contact. Two months later, she had a mental snap and went off work for four months. She came back and reached out to me asking how I was and that she had a present she had saved back from last year. I got the present IRL. Everything went well, no awkwardness. Spoke to her daily from then on. Three weeks later, I asked her on a date for her to tell me she was dating the same person from January. I told her I can't continue to speak to her. No contact since. 
She has now came back again after another period of illness. I don't necessarily want to reach out, but I would like to avoid any real-life awkwardness when we see each other, and as she reached out last time, I think it's okay for me to do it this time to break the ice? Any thoughts would help. I'm in a mental battle with myself as to if this is a good idea or not. I feel like I have to speak to her at some point, and I would rather do it on my terms. It's been one year since we broke up. I should specify, by reaching out I just mean a Microsoft Teams message. No physical contact. I think my question is, why? Why does OP feel like they do need to reach out? Why can't they just continue going no contact? Especially if this continues to be a repetitively looping circle of no-go. This next story is, should I walk away? Girlfriend, female 32, has male friend, male 36, who she won't let go despite disrespecting me. My girlfriend, female 32, and I, male 31, have been dating for 10 months, and things have mostly been great. We align on values and interests, checking pretty much all of the big boxes on my needs list. But since the start, there's been one sticking point we haven't resolved. Her male best friend. Hoping to get your guidance or feedback on how to handle this so I'm not wasting my time or hers. For context, my girlfriend is in a word, a tomboy. She's very active, doesn't do a lot of makeup, relative to my past girlfriends, or dress up. She's partial to a baggy fleece and sweats when we hit the town, and is involved in many sports like rock climbing, which has biased her to have more male friends. 90% of her social circle are guys. At first, I was a bit perplexed by this, curious if this was driven simply by her activities, perhaps her preference for male attention, or past issues with other women. But through discussions with her... I accepted that simply her life of the party personality really drew people, and me, to her. I'm totally comfortable with her having male friends and have encouraged her to have male and female friendships. But of her friends, there's this one guy, let's call him Chris, who immediately rubbed me the wrong way. Chris, like my girlfriend, is the life of the party, great at joking and making people laugh. While that's all fine and good, He made some initial jokes towards my girlfriend I felt were, by any reasonable standard, inappropriate. For example, he said, Oh, we should totally kiss, ha 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 ha. I forget the exact context. And he'd often, still does, give her chest or hip bumps, hugs, etc. Moreover, he never made an effort to get to know me despite being introduced. Being new to her group at the time... I kept quiet, not wanting to make a bad impression, but this memory stuck with me. I felt stunned that someone would make that kind of joke with someone in a relationship and overall disrespected because, from my perspective, I'd want to make sure my female friend's partner is comfortable with me and he never made that effort. This all came to a head emotionally for me several months later. It seemed like Chris was always present in her life and I needed to know where she stood on boundaries in the relationship. Mind you, when I say always present, I mean she rock climbs with him and a group of other friends on Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. On Wednesdays and Saturdays, he and her would go play pickleball together. Of course, this also includes the chat groups they shared and dinners they'd grab together as friends. Given our living and work situations, I hang out with her Saturday to Sunday afternoon. Moreover, from what she would tell me, He would often confide in her his own dating life, he's a popular guy on the apps, and his women preferences, in his own words, emotionally damaged. 
Asking her about this, she didn't even recognize that this could be perceived as odd or inappropriate. After some heavy discussion, she voiced how she appreciated me telling her and tried to comfort me and that she only sees him as a friend. I told her that's all fine, but my own boundaries were that I wouldn't want to date a partner or future wife, spending lots of one-on-one time with another man, and having private, ongoing one-on-one text chats with another man. If they're out with a group, I'm fine with that. She said she understood and since then has told me that she's trying to be colder towards him and only talks to him in group text chats even though he often asks her to hang out to play pickleball. Despite leaving that conversation feeling better, I still had lingering doubts or ill will because of how often they still hang out and because of that first impression. This said, because I wanted to make the relationship work with her, I made several attempts to ask Chris out for beers so we could get to know each other better. Each time he's been busy. Last week this became another issue for me. She had invited me to play pickleball and mentioned that she'd already invited Chris to play too. To be honest, I was more disappointed than surprised because, in my mind, this felt like, regardless of whether I accepted the invite to play, she already intended to invite him. It's the intent and prior examples that really got to me. It seemed to me that if this relationship continued, I'd need to come to terms with Chris being a presence in my life. In a dark humor acceptance sort of way of describing how they often hung out, I renamed him Her Boy Toy on my phone. The next weekend, while I was showing her some funny texts from one of her other guy friends on my phone, she became very upset when she happened to see the moniker I'd given Chris. She says that she's been acting colder towards him to protect our relationship, but because he was a good friend, felt like she needed to act friendly and invite him out to play and that this was the first time she'd reached out to him. I communicated how I felt disrespected by his initial actions and that, despite that, have tried to make a good faith effort to get to know him for her. She said she understood my position and reiterated that she doesn't see him as a best friend, but also that she felt disrespected and mistrusted because of this. Moreover, she felt confused and put in a hard position. I told her that I wanted to make this work and that I'd make another effort to try and give Chris the benefit of the doubt. What advice, if any, do you guys have? Thank you for reading and your thoughts. I mean, I don't know if what OP's doing is controlling, but I can't lie that if I were in OP's position, I'd be feeling some kind of insecurity about it for sure. I almost just wonder if it just comes down to lifestyle compatibility. OP only being available for two afternoons versus Chris just always being available. I mean, maybe it's just not conducive to a healthy relationship for OP, even if she's being completely platonic and not inappropriate at all with Chris. When you can only see them two afternoons a week, ever at max, is it because OP's not making time? Is she not making time? Or are you just that incompatible? Maybe just at 10 months into this relationship, it all is just evidence enough to say you're probably just not compatible. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.